Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. This is really the time that I think we all start thinking about money again. And before you know it, health insurance, open enrollment, it's going to be that time again where you're going to have to make a choice. Do you stick with the plan you've got or do you find a plan that might fit your wallet and your needs a little bit better? In this episode, Ashley from Cosmopolitan Magazine is here to share her tips to hack your health insurance so you don't pay more than you need to, but you make sure that you get the coverage that you absolutely need. Let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. In the words of Ashley, this shit is complicated and therefore spensy, but we figured it out for you. Ashley has spent 
a ton of time putting together what she calls the ultimate guide to hack your health insurance in a recent Cosmo magazine article because, as she says, we shouldn't need to get a special degree just to figure out what health insurance plan to pick. And health insurance is changing so much year to year here in the U.S. Plans cost more. There are less and less options. And most of the time, you feel like you're picking between a crappy plan and a crappier plan. So which one do you choose? So buckle up. This episode is to help you figure it all out and keep you sane in the process. And if you've already picked your plan, then these are some great tips that can help you save for next year. Ashley, I am so excited to have you join us on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I am so pumped to talk about health insurance today. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a statement you hear very often, right? (laughs) I know. I just feel so passionate about this. I it's like something that's confused me forever. And I know that my friends and my colleagues are just as confused. So bringing the story to life has been really awesome for me. Yeah. So in, in the story that you wrote in Cosmo, you opened up with, it's it's weird that I need people with law and medical degrees to explain mm-hmm. this thing that like we're supposed to just know how to do yes. ourselves. We're supposed to know how to pick which plan. I'm curious, like, what are some of the biggest maybe revelations that you discovered uh, when you're researching and writing this article that maybe you didn't know about before? Totally. So The biggest thing for me was that if you don't make more than $84,000 a year around there, a PPO, which is um, a more expensive insurance plan, is usually a better option for you. Um, Because even though you pay more for your premium each month that comes out of your paycheck, um, if you you have a lower deductible. So if you get hit by a car or like are texting and walking and it (laughs) fails you, you are not going to go into a crazy amount of debt to pay off your medical bills. Yeah, that's really good to know. And it was interesting. I was talking to somebody yesterday about debt in general, Mm -hmm. and he was saying that one of the leading causes of debt right behind, obviously, student loan debt is medical debt that Mm -hmm. either a lot of people don't have the right plan or they forget about their out-of-pocket max Mm -hmm. and then they have some sort of injury. And it's like, oh my gosh, now how in the world am I going to come up with this money to pay for this thing? I know. It's just so crazy that, you know, this thing you need to live is ridiculously expensive and complicated and like has all these crazy jargon terms that you don't even understand. Um, Yeah, it's, it blows my mind. How did you, so I, you coming up with the idea for this article, how did you start kind of like dissecting health insurance? Because you're right, there is a lot of jargon. There are a lot of acronyms that are used and it, it's simplistic at the core, but there's a lot of elements that go into it. I'm just curious, like, how did you start kind of mapping this all out? Yeah. So I, for, the first thing I did when this story got the green light to go forward was I, slacked uh, all my colleagues and was like, hey guys, what (laughs) is your biggest question about health insurance? And by the end, like within 10 minutes, I think we had like 104 responses just from my coworkers. Like we're a team of 40 people. So (laughs) everyone had so many questions. And um, so I wanted to address their basic questions. And then I also just thought about it from, you know, our reader's perspective. We have we're the largest women's uh, media brand in 
the U.S. And so I was I was just thinking about it from those young women's perspective, which is very similar to mine, and just thought about, okay, what do we need to know on a basic level? Like when I come into my, when it's open enrollment season and my company emails me and says, guess what? It's time, pick a plan. I don't know what to do. So I started there. You know, what yeah. do you, what is the best plan to pick? And then from there, we kind of just broke down, like, what is the best plan to pick if you are self-employed or you're on your parents' insurance? What do you do in those cases? Um, just kind of breaking it down by situation. Yeah. So I definitely want to get into all of that, but I'm curious yes. when you ask the, these, what are kind of your biggest questions? Were there mm -hmm. any, I would imagine, were there some like similarities? Did like some of them kind of rise to the top as the most asked question? I think it's just, I think the biggest question was just, what do I choose? Right. And like, what is going to make the most sense for me? Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's probably the big one because mm -hmm. it's it's like anything having to do remotely with money when you're picking your 401k choices or you're picking insurance or whatever it is you're you're having to pick mm -hmm. whether there are two options or 10 options it's still this this uh kind of mind confusion if you will of well I don't know what about this one what about that one and then everybody has a different opinion that you ask so it's it's really tough to figure out what actually works for you yeah and i've noticed that some companies i've worked for they'll try and persuade you to take a certain plan because i think perhaps it's cheaper for the company and they want to tell you <laughs> it's cheaper for you but wink, wink. a lot of the time it's not um and you know you're so busy at work or you know with your life you're like i don't have the time to just like run all these numbers like i'll just do whatever you say so that's not always the best option <laughs> right the like closing your eyes and just kind of like wherever your finger lands that one is yes. the one i'm going to choose <laughs> yes or i just pick nothing <laughs> exactly, which is a way worse choice, non-choice to actually make. Mm -hmm. I'm also curious, like doing doing your research, did you research at all why health insurance premiums keep going up and up? Was there any data behind why that's happening? Sadly, no, but it is a huge problem. I was listening to The Daily, um, I think it was late last week, and they did a piece on how the rising cost of health care is really affecting so many people. And I don't know the exact numbers, but like since 2006, it's just gone up and up and up. And yeah, it's definitely a problem. Sadly, do not know why. <laughs> right. That's probably like one of those like deeply hidden secrets that's locked away in some yes. vault somewhere that nobody can actually figure this thing out. <laughs> yes. I mean, if someone knows, please at me and I will investigate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. So let's get back to like, how do you choose the right plan? So you mentioned a couple of different uh, choices, options. So the first one I wanted to just talk about are those people that decide not to choose, not to pick a plan at all. Why is this a bad idea? Yeah. So you just need health insurance. Um, you know, you can't predict the future. You don't know what's coming your way. And, you know, if you get into an accident, that can put you into crazy amounts of debt. And if you are um, choosing not to enroll in health insurance because you want to save money, it can actually backfire massively and, you know, put you into debt. 
uh, that's not good. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Did you, in your research, did you uncover any, like, let's just say if I, if I went to the hospital and maybe like I broke my leg or I don't know, I'm just making this up, like any kind of common costs of, of health, health, uh, needs, I guess, that if you weren't insured, like how much you would have to pay out of pocket? We didn't break down like, you know, you're risking this amount of money. But in my, my, some of my experts said that, you know, a broken leg could cost you as much as $7,000. Those MRIs are not cheap. And yeah, it's, it can really cost you. Right. And I think the thing that you're, you're rolling the dice with, even if you do choose a plan that you think is the best plan is rolling the dice that nothing major is going to happen to you. Maybe you just go to the doctor that year, but you're not going to break your leg or get in an accident or anything like that. But I think the, the hard part is none of us have this crystal ball. And so we don't know if that's going to happen. And we have to pick a plan that sort of prepares us for if that did happen as well. And curious, you mentioned self-employed. So if you're self-employed versus working for a company, are there different plans you should be looking at? Yeah. So if you're self-employed, a tool that's really helpful is healthcare.gov. It's like basically the insurance store. Um, And you can buy high and low deductible plans there, or you can find out if you qualify for subsidized insurance through your state or your or the federal government. Um, but in those cases, I would still follow the um, the rules that you would stick to if you're fully employed. So that is, if you make less than $84,000 a year, go with a lower deductible plan, even if that plan has a higher premium, which it probably will. Um, and that's especially true if you see a doctor regularly, like a dermatologist or Maybe in the middle of the year, you decide, I want to start going to therapy. You'll save so much more money on your co-pays. So then if you're, if you're over that $84,000 mm-hmm. echelon, then could you, then you potentially, I guess, have more, more options you should select through. Yeah. So if you are a high roller making more than $84,000 a year, congrats to you. Um, <laughs> you might want to go with a higher deductible plan that comes with a health savings account or an HSA. Um, and that's just because your HSA allows you to put money from each paycheck into this um, savings account and tax-free. So you can save a ton on income taxes if that is if that is your life. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. I, I talk about health savings accounts all the time. I think they're they're one of the biggest assets. If you can get an HSA, you, like you said, you have to have certain types of health insurance plans, but yeah. they really allow you to save money and bank money every year. It's not like a flexible spending account where you have to use it or lose it, mm-hmm. but they are like fabulous. And especially if you're looking for a little tax deduction, it's, yes. it's a nice, it's a nice like counterpart to have. Yeah. And you, your deductible only needs to be $1,300 or more for you to put money into that account every year. I mean, I say only $1,300 for some of us is a lot of money. Um, but if, if you can handle that and you get into an accident and you have, you know, $1,300 to cover whatever, um, your deductible is, then yeah, this could be a really good opportunity. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. 
I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. 
Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Guarantee for you. Yeah, that's a great point too, because I think even I can go 10 years, but certainly like five years ago, if you worked for a company a lot of times the choices you would have, like the deductibles would be low, like maybe $500 would be the most expensive deductible. But since all of the healthcare changes, now $1,000 is like, well, that's a pretty low deductible when some people who work for companies have $5,000 plus deductibles. So it starts to be like an interesting conversation when we start saying $1,000 is actually a low deductible. I know. It, it like breaks my heart. <laughs> But here we are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we talked about HSA, health savings mm-hmm. accounts. I wonder if you could also run through the differences between, you mentioned like a PPO, but the differences between like what a PPO plan really is and then what like an HMO plan is. Totally. So uh, PPO is a preferred provider organization, very sexy acronym, um, <laughs> a type of insurance plan um, that has a list of doctors and hospitals that you can visit. So usually these doctors and hospitals negotiate with your insurance for a certain, they have, they negotiate a certain rate for different services. So they often cover doctors who are out of network as well, which is why PPO is usually pricier, but it's also very convenient if you are moving cities or that's in your future, um, because you can see a doctor that's out of network um, for not a ton of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think it really comes down to you, like you have to kind of think of your, of your preference too. Uh, Mm -hmm. if you prefer to see whatever doctor you want to see that is Mm -hmm. in that PPO network, or if you're okay with just being limited to those doctors that are just in your HMO. And I think another thing to think about, uh, and I don't know if you talked about this in the article, but another thing to think about maybe is, like, look at your life. Look at the doctors that you've gone to over the last couple of years and also think, um, am I going to have a baby coming up or do I think I'm going to have a baby or any major surgery? And that might change you one way or another. You could change to a PPO one year and then next year back to an HMO, but also like try to look forward to see what might be ahead and that might help you decide which plan. 
Absolutely. Um, I know a lot of my colleagues and some of my friends are starting to go to therapy, which is right. such an amazing service. I, I feel very passionately that everybody should be in therapy. Me too. Um, yes. Um, so, you know, at, during open enrollment, you might want to think, hey, is this something I would like to start doing? Or, you know, even something like, hey, my skin's been acting up a lot. Do I want to see a dermatologist for this? Maybe I should start seeing one, you know, a few times a year. That if you are doing those things in combination or even just one of those things, it might be cheaper for you to have a, a PPO plan where your premium is more expensive, but your deductible is less expensive. Yeah, that's such a good point that you point out. Things like even things like acupuncture and chiropractic services. Yeah. On top Sometimes of the- those are covered. Yeah, on top of the therapy, the therapy alone is is a huge one. If your insurance plan covers therapy, I think it's it's like a no brainer. Um, a little something that not a lot of people know about me when I got married uh, with my husband six years ago. Actually, our bridal party consisted of his therapist and my therapist. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> his That's therapist. Amazing. His therapist was Terry. Mine was Tiffany. And everybody thought it was like the craziest thing. But I'm like, well, these are the people who actually more or less sort of brought us together and cultivated a healthy mindset for us for this relationship. So we thought it was fun to just honor them in that way. So not everybody has that happen. But yes, to say I'm a big fan of therapy is definitely an understatement. They are important. (laughs) Yeah. Um, were there any other like specific verbiage or acronyms yes. that kept coming up over and over again? Yes. So um, I don't think we talked about HMO, so I'll just explain that really quick. Sorry. Um, that an HMO is a health maintenance organization. And so this is a type of insurance plan that only covers visits to providers who are in network and trips to the ER. The ER. So this can usually be cheaper um, when it comes to your monthly premiums, but you know, things happen. And if you need to see a doctor that's out of network, that can really, really cost you. Um, an HDHP is a high deductible health plan. Um, and this is an insurance plan with a deductible of $1,300 or more. And the trade-off is that the premiums are less than other plans. Um, and you can put money into that health savings account. Um, yes. An- another thing that I learned that I f- was so clueless on is COBRA. So <laughs> like if you leave a job, you get this, you know, piece of paper that says, here's what COBRA is. If you would like it, call this number, blah, blah, blah. Um, I thought COBRA was just a random insurance company that, you know, worked with employers to I get, love it. you know, people leaving their jobs who just need insurance. It is not that. Turns out it's a consolidated, consolidated omnibus, I'm totally butchering this, <laughs> Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act of Sounds 1985, good. just for all our friends out there. Um, it's a law, actually, um, that says you can stay on your current health care plan after leaving your job for 18 months or outgrowing your insurance plan when you turn 26. You can stay on, you can stay on your parents plan through COBRA for three years. The catch is that you have to pay 100% of the cost, which is a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sometimes I have friends that come to me, they're like, oh my God, look at my COBRA premium. I'm like, yeah, that's the cost of (laughs) the real cost of what your health insurance is. It's just your company's either been fully subsidizing or partially subsidizing. And it can, it's, 
it easily could be five hundred to a thousand dollars a month easily. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. So Cobra is not a health insurance company. Bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is it it can be helpful if you leave a job and maybe you start a new job and they don't offer you health care right away. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're going from working at a company to starting your own business. Sometimes having that insurance and having whatever deductible that you're already used to or plan that you're already used to can be helpful for at least a few months until you you shop around and maybe you could find something a little bit better when we get back in open enrollment time. But it's definitely a great thing to have. So if Absolutely. you have left your job, don't throw away the Cobra no, <laughs> letters no, no. that come in the mail. Yes. Please pay attention to them. <laughs> yes, they are super important. And our experts said that um, these are really, really helpful. For example, if you leave your job and you are undergoing, let's say, cancer treatment, and you want to keep seeing the same doctors, um, and you know that your healthcare costs are going to be expensive anyway. So if you meet your deductible, it might not be, though the premiums will be expensive, the cost of your healthcare will not be as insane. Um, so definitely helpful for people who need that sort of consistent care, um, no matter what their job is. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. From Foreign Policy, I'm Rena Nainen, the host of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future, and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women, wherever you get your podcasts. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards will remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? 
Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. I wanted to ask you too, a lot of my friends have been asking the question of should they get married or become like domestic partners to get better health insurance? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. So it really depends um, on your situation. You have to take it on a case by case basis. Um, But if one of you has better insurance, which means like a lower deductible, cheaper premiums, more doctors in network, then it's worth doing the math to see if you'd spend more with two individual plans or one family plan. Um, Mm, And some companies might even let you become domestic partners without going to city hall and doing all that paperwork. So it's worth looking into. Yeah, definitely. Definitely think about all your options before, especially before you decide to get get married just for health insurance. But (laughs) I do understand that for a lot of people, it is it is a huge plus for them. It saves them a ton of money in their budget, allows them to pay down debt. So, I mean, I do understand it certainly from that that angle. Yeah. And if one of you is a student, for example, it can be a really good idea. Or if one of you, like we talked about, is going freelance or starting your own business, it could be worth it. Yeah, such a good point. And what about, did you do any research about prescription drugs? I mean, they can be super expensive. Are there any ways to to save money on prescription drugs? Yeah, absolutely. So there are these apps, uh, GoodRx and Rx Saver, um, and they compare prices of prescriptions uh, without insurance at different pharmacies. So you download the app, you enter your prescription, and then the app will search for coupons for specific pharmacies. So maybe there's like a very niche pharmacy, you know, in your city that will, you know, your prescription only costs $20 if you go there and pay without insurance. Um, you know, maybe it's more expensive at a bigger insurance or sorry, um, Drugstore. Yeah. 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 Um, And so you just show that coupon to the pharmacist and they'll honor that for you. But if you use the coupon, you should know that it does not count towards your deductible. So if that's, you know, a goal Mm, that you're trying to reach, um, just keep that in mind. That's such a good point. I never thought about that. I know I have a Hulu live TV mm-hmm. and good RX is just, it feels like it's every other commercial yeah. when I have to watch commercials, mm-hmm. but I always, I've never tried it myself, but I've always thought, well, I wonder if that really works. I wonder if, if 
those types of apps really work, but it's, yeah. it's great to know that they do. But I do know that because I've tried this experiment myself when I've needed a prescription, you can look around your area where you live. And I guarantee you that a few of the pharmacies, they're all going to have potentially different prices mm-hmm. for that drug, even if your insurance covers it, which sounds mm-hmm. really crazy. So yes. I definitely know looking around, especially if you have an expensive med is yeah. worth worth the time for sure. Yeah. And you can always talk to your doctor to see if they have some kind of inside information on who can prescribe um, this medication to you for less money. Um, I know my dermatologist does that for me, which is really nice. Yeah. That's such a good point too. Like ask those questions of your Mm -hmm. doctors. Sometimes they even have uh, samples in the office and they'll give you, I had a doctor once give me a 30 day sample of something and saved me a couple of hundred dollars just because I asked the question. So yeah, that's a great point. Like, don't be shy about seeing if there are any coupons or anything out there because a lot of these drugs can be really, really expensive. I know if you're on antidepressants or anything like that, Sometimes those aren't even covered under your insurance plan, or oh, if wow. they are, it's it's a very expensive drug. So, I mean, there's there's a million of those examples out there, but mm-hmm. um, you know, really, really shopping around and asking questions is really important. Yes. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk just like a little bit about you because I'm sure everybody listening is like, great, but who who's this Ashley girl? <laughs> So I, you're the Deputy Lifestyle Director at Cosmo, which just sounds like a really cool title to have. How did you tell me a little bit about like your story? How did you, how did you wind up at Cosmo? Yeah. So I actually interned at Cosmo in 2012 during my senior year of college. Um, I interned under the former features editor. What's up, Esther Crane? You're out there. (laughs) Uh, She's amazing. I helped her out by uh, interviewing like gynecologists and dermatologists for a different health story she was working on. At the time, that section of the magazine was called like Cosmo Body. Um, So, and I, you know, was on the phone asking questions about like vaginas and acne. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love it. Um, So that's when I knew I wanted to go into health service journalism. Um, So after graduating, I worked at XO Group, which is, um, they own the Knot wedding magazine and a website that is now closed called theblush.com. I worked there Um, and worked at Parents Magazine for a bit. And then I moved on to Women's Health. Uh, which was like health writing boot camp. I learned so much. Um, and then after three years there, I joined Cosmo about two and a half years ago. And I've kind of just gone up the ranks from there. Wow, that's so, so what yeah. sort of stuff do you do as a deputy lifestyle director? Yeah, so I cover health and fitness um, and then, you know, lifestyle things such as like home decor and cocktails and um, career advice and money advice. So all the things you need to style your life, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's it's really awesome to be here. I feel so blessed to be at this brand. It's It's really awesome. That's amazing. I love that story. Do you have any career or money advice if we have any aspiring writers or journalists that are listening? Yes. So uh, the biggest thing I learned um, was 
when I was laid off from my first job, theblush.com, which um, was closed after eight months of Uh, working there as an editorial assistant, sadly, Um, the industry, I guess. Um, So my biggest regret there was that I didn't have a really solid savings account. And so when I was laid off, I went into a little bit of credit card debt. um, And I just learned right away, like, this is not a thing that I ever want to happen again, especially in an industry that is, you know, a little bit uncertain. Um, So I just started saving right away after that. Um, Yeah, that was the biggest thing. And then I think when you're just kicking things off, it can be very helpful to just cold email editors or, you know, people who have jobs that you want or you see yourself in one day and just take ask if you can take them out for coffee and ask them some questions. And, you know, if a job comes up at that company and you apply for it, they'll remember your name and maybe that will help you get your foot in the door. I, that was so helpful for me. I, I went to school at um, at the University of Iowa. So I didn't really have a ton of connections out here in New York. Um, and that was something that really, really helped me. Do you find it tough living in a city like New York being very expensive? Or have you figured out how to how to win at the game of New York? Um, oh, man. I, I don't know if I'm winning, but I would say I'm doing all right. Um, I think what's been really helpful for me is that I... You know, I've been living in a studio apartment with my husband for like five years now. Wow. <laughs> so we're definitely living below our means, but we're saving so much money. And, you know, we still have, we still enjoy ourselves. I mean, you're here, you're yeah. in New York, you're, you got to live it up from time to time. But um, really just keeping those monthly costs down with rent, with gym memberships, um, yeah, just keeping those down has been really helpful. Let alone food. I mean, the, oh my the, God. the amount of money you could spend on food in New York is just, I mean, LA is is expensive. But when I go to New York, I'm like, my gosh. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. When I moved here and I went to the grocery store and I saw that a box of like Lucky Charms cost $7, <laughs> I was stunned and so sad. So yeah, I started eating less Lucky Charms as a result. (laughs) Who knew, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Wow. This has been so informative. You shared so many great tips. At the end of the day, we all know this health insurance stuff can be steery, confusing, fill in the blank, whatever word you want. But what would you say is maybe the biggest takeaway to hacking our health insurance that we should keep in mind? Oh man, I have four. Is yeah, that okay? go for it. Okay, yeah. Um, so the first thing is you need health insurance. Don't cheap out on it. You got to have it. So get it. Um, and next, I would say if you make less than $84,000 a year, get a low deductible plan. It will really, really help you in the long run. Um, and if you spend a lot on prescription meds, use the apps. It's so easy. I'm pretty sure they're free and it just does not hurt to try. Um, and then lastly, I'm not sure if we touched on this, but don't be afraid to negotiate your, um, your doctor's negotiate with your doctor's billing office. Um, sometimes they'll be willing to work with you. I recently negotiated with my dentist's office who, 
I don't know if there was some kind of coding issue, but basically they wanted to charge me $71 for a cleaning that is covered. Um, And I called and asked nicely and they took care of it for me. So it's definitely worth it. That's that's such a good point, again, that whenever you get the bill, always look at the bill, always make sure that all if if you're having to pay for something, make sure that it it makes sense. If you don't understand it, call them. And if you get a big bill that you can't pay for a lot of the doctor's offices, you mentioned dentists, hospitals, Mm -hmm. they're willing to work with you. But Mm -hmm. you have to take that initiative and have the conversation. Definitely. And if you are scared and don't really know what to say, if you log on to cosmopolitan.com, we have the whole story about how to hack your health insurance online. And that includes a little um, follow along, fill in the blank guide to negotiating your bill with your doctor. We'll tell you exactly what to say. I love it. I love when someone gives me a template. I don't even have to think then. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes, a link to the article in the show notes so people can easily go over there. And I'm sure everyone knows how to connect with Cosmo. But just in case, tell Mm -hmm. us where we can go to connect with Cosmo. And if we want to reach out to you, how do we do it? Yeah. So obviously you can head to cosmopolitan.com and you can see us on our Instagram page is honestly amazing. I'm so jealous of our social editors and their creative brains. So check us out on social. Um, And then you should also find us on newsstands. We are there. Pick us up. Um, And then you can find me at on Instagram at Ashley Orman, A-S-H-L-E-Y-O-E-R-M-A-N and the same for Twitter. One of the best tips I think that Ashley gave was what I'm calling the $84,000 tip. If you make less, probably the best plan to choose is an HMO plan. And of course, that isn't advice, but it's just a good guideline to remember to maybe point you in the right direction. So thanks so much for checking out this episode. We're trying to change our language around money to help others unlock the lives they want to live and live out their purpose. Now you're a part of that movement, and it's up to all of us to invite others into the journey. Share this episode with someone you think is ready to make life changes they'll never look back on. Let's talk about money, all of us. And don't forget to subscribe because you'll never miss an episode. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new one. 